0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, did you know that orcas only use half their brains while they're sleeping? They can never really fully shut off. Uh, But enough about the way that the Lakers approach this game tonight. The Lakers lost to the Toronto Raptors 114-103. It was not as close as the score would indicate. Lakers made kind of a late push, but it was never particularly close. Uh, LeBron goes for 30 points on the night on 11 of 19 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3-point range, six rebound, or no, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, finishes the night a minus 21. Uh, worst. Plus minus on the night. Malik Monk, minus 28. Best Wayne Ellington at plus 21. Uh, The Toronto Raptors, like my takeaway over the course of that game was, holy shit, the Lakers are tiny. Uh, The Lakers just everywhere on the court, there was some kind of a size or a physical mismatch. And Toronto just took full advantage of it. It was never a particularly competitive game. The uh, Raptors, who many thought we're going to be heading into some kind of a rebuild, spanked these Lakers who need to get these wins. Uh, So I'm going to talk about their upcoming schedule and how important these next few quote-unquote winnable games might be as the schedule just gets absolutely brutal to close. The Lakers sit only two losses ahead of the Portland Trailblazers right now, who granted are not actively trying to win or actually they're, they're actively trying to lose based on their substitution and sitting patterns uh the lakers are quote-unquote trying to win but it never really looks like it look at their upcoming schedule at minnesota loss at toronto they just got their asses kicked at home against toronto at washington at cleveland loss versus uh at home against philadelphia loss at new orleans we'll see at Dallas, loss. At Utah, loss. Again, New Orleans will see uh, at home against Denver. At Phoenix, at Golden State. At oh uh, o- no, at home against OKC, and then at Denver is how they wrap up the season. I count two or three maybe wins, and that's if they win all of the games that they are supposed to win. Now, the Lakers have messed around and beaten teams that they shouldn't have. Uh, They have tended to get up more for games uh, against better teams. We'll see if or when Anthony Davis makes his way back to the court this year. That obviously changes some of the math, but at the end of the day, at least for the next week or so, the Lakers... I don't know where this slide stops, really. And uh, it's not just a slide in, in terms of, you know, wins and losses. It's the Lakers, until late in the first quarter, were still in single digits. They were down by 21 when the first quarter ended. Everybody is clearly sick of playing this year. And, you know, maybe that changes when AD comes back. Russ and LeBron clearly don't like playing with each other. Um, I'm not even sure if they particularly like each other as people after all of this. That's got to get sorted out. So there's just so many questions here, and there's such a brutal schedule here to, to finish out this season. It's getting really, really difficult. I got I, When I spoke to Harrison a couple weeks back about whether I thought they were going to make the play-in, I said that my expectations are that they wouldn't, but that I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they do, if the Lakers don't win two games in the next like week or so, uh, given how that schedule goes, then it's getting to a point where I would be surprised if they made it. It would, it would legitimately take Portland not winning again for the rest of the season, which is not off the table, uh, but it's... <laughs> It's not off the table for the Lakers either, so I I don't know I I, I could have some I I have a one positive thought about that game uh, last night, and it's about winning and Gabriel, and we'll get to that here in a bit. But for right now, it's just I sit here at my computer and I try to figure out what to say, and I can only say the same thing over and over and over again. They don't care. They don't care until they absolutely have to. LeBron doesn't care until he has to get to thirty points late in the game. Like <laughs> that's what that's what that's the only thing anybody is playing for right now with the Lakers is LeBron playing for this scoring title. That's it. Nobody is playing for each other. It's depressing to watch. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Wenyan Gabriel looked incredible out there. He didn't. 19 minutes, 1 of 8 from the floor, 0 for 3 from 3-point three range. Nine boards was nice. He was kind of active out there. Minus 5 on the night. Given how much of a blowout this was for most of the game, that's not unimpressive, that, that minus that 5. Um, some of the other plus minuses are kind of inflated for those players who made that fake comeback late. But I look... Here's my thing with Wendy and Gabriel. Uh, I, do I care about him playing in a play-in? I don't care about anybody playing in a play-in. What I do care about, though, is if the Lakers could talk him into a, a one-on-one type deal where it's for the rest of the season and some kind of a team option for next year. If they could convince him to take that kind of a deal and you enter next season with Stanley Johnson and Wendy Gabriel as some youngish athletic Players, then you know obviously you don't want them to play central roles on that team, but you do have some guys who at least kind of sort of looked the part. So and 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 that would just require waving like Kent Bazemore, which or Trevor Ariza, which I don't think the Lakers would particularly care about at this stage. I would prefer that you know this season is shot. We already know that. I would prefer to finish it with some kind of looking ahead to next year. And if you have Gabriel for the rest of the year and he plays in that play in cool, if you have him next year on a team option that you can be flexible with and make a decision, if you need a little little extra cap space, which cap space isn't going to matter next year, but still you want some extra flexibility. I I just think, I don't think uh, winning Gabriel is going to have a ton of options So he might be open to it. So if you can, just kind of convince him, hey, stick around for the rest of this year. Maybe play for us in the playoffs. And then we'll give this a go next year. And he's probably, you know, ideally, he's probably like your 11th or 12th man. But if you have some youth and some athleticism in that 11th or 12th man kind of a role uh, or 12th or 13th kind of man in, in, in your rotation, then that's better than the Lakers had this year. So uh, that would be that was my kind of one optimistic takeaway from this is I, I think the Lakers probably need to get working on keeping Gabriel for next year, Not saying he's been incredibly impressive. I'm just saying that young athletic wings slash forwards are not easy to come by. The Lakers have one in house right now. You may as well lock him up while you can. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Make sure you guys check out the special trifecta triangle episode that Aaron Harrison and I recorded earlier today. We had a blast talking about the Lakers. We got to some serious stuff about the Lakers. We talked about the Ramby. We talked about the organizational stru- uh, structure and whether that might change this year. Um, I, thought, I thought we had a very productive conversation. Aaron was really honest uh, from... His perspective and and knowing some of the inner workings of how this is how this is gone and I thought uh, Harrison and I did a pretty honest job kind of holding the Lakers to account despite talking to somebody affiliated with the Lakers so I I thought that was a really fun conversation they made fun of me for my parenting which I probably deserve so check that out on this uh, on this feed um, and then later today, you'll have the Taco Tuesday guys, or they'll have probably already reacted to last night's game, so they're going to have some thoughts on that. And later today, they'll they'll get to some uh, other kind of big picture thoughts. Alex Regla wrote, I thought a really thoughtful column on covering this team and how kind of draining it is. I hope that uh, Alex Padilla asks him about that column and kind of what went into it and what that writing process was like we'll see if they get to it i'm guessing they do you're going to want to check that out taco tuesday later today Uh, until all of that i'm anthony Irwin. saying have a good one